Your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, today we're going to be talking about the neighbors from hell. Yes, neighbors from hell. I'm sure many of us have uh, encountered neighbors from hell. But the reason I'm taking this on is because it has a very strong psychological aspect to it, and that is it can take a lot of years off your life to feel like you're imprisoned by people that you live around. When you live around people that cause you stress, that cause anxiety, that cause conflict, that do stupid things, that keep you up all night, you know, there's there's so many things that people can do that they, you know, cook curry uh, all night long and then uh, for the for the rest of the week and then you got to smell it in your house. And so, so you know, lots of things can really disturb our lives. And I'm not, I like curry, by the way. Um, but uh, the bottom line is, is that we have to understand that living around people and living in a society, we're not going to be able to control our environment. We're not going to be able to always control who's moving in next door, who's moving in across the street, who's moving into the neighborhood, who's coming into your child's classroom, whatever. You know, there's a lot of, of things that we have to deal with when we have bad neighbors and have to accommodate them. You know, if you've, if you've been living on a street where homes are sit shoulder to shoulder like in so many places, uh, you know that bad neighbors come in all shapes and forms. And some of them make it possible or impossible to sleep at night. Some can't keep their pets under control. Barking. And if you're home all day, you have to listen to that incessant barking all day long while others might practice, you know, like drunk walking around the neighborhood and scare the heck out of your kids. So, you know, a bad neighbor is anyone who lives next door or, or on the next floor and gets on your nerves regularly by doing something that's not particularly illegal, but exceptionally annoying and rude. And if it becomes uncomfortable for you to stay at home, chances are good that it's a bad neighbor to blame. And, uh, you know, when you see somebody building a, a pool next door, uh, uh, especially if they're setting it up for night swimming, boy, you know, you're going to be in some big trouble, especially when they have those all night parties. But, you know, what do you do about na- bad neighbors? Of course, there's a lot of things that, you know, it depends on the level of annoyance your neighbor causes. And in some cases, by the way, some of us on listening to the show may be bad neighbors ourselves. Um, but the best approach would be to accept the situation. This is the ideal thing. Accept the situation and learn how to stay indifferent. In, in others, it might be necessary to master the, uh, the art of legal torment. While in especially rare situations, it would make sense to even find a way to make your neighbor move since bad neighbors are oftentimes bad tenants that are and, and renting from somebody that hopefully you know. And there's always a chance of, of that. So simply put, the key is to keep things reasonable. Entering into a war with a bad neighbor might take you down the wrong path and cost you a lot of healthy nerves, not to mention other things. I've had clients lose their job because of their neighbors, uh, you know, doing stuff like taking something from their property like an animal and dumping them somewhere. And all of a sudden it's on film. They're caught and they not only uh, develop a bad situation with the neighbor, but they develop a bad situation 
if, with their own job if that person happens to contact or if they happen to have made the media. You know, so what what type of uh, bad neighbors are there? You know, for for the sake of simplicity, let's group them into some categories from the least to the most annoying ones. And by doing that, we kind of have a sense of what we're talking about as we move on into the show. So there's there's usually the slightly annoying neighbors, which which would be like parents of, of kids who are screaming all day, drivers who get it wrong about their parking spots and parking rules, irresponsible pet owners having hard times taking care of their, their, their dog or cat or whatever they've got, their pig, you know, overly friendly ladies who want to tell you their biography each time you meet them. And then there's chronic borrowers. You know, if you develop friendships with people you don't know in a new neighborhood, you might find that they're tripping over to your house asking if uh, it looks like you might have some money. So I was just going to ask you, hey, so that's kind of, you know, there's creepy people like that out there. So the best thing is to introduce yourself to that neighbor and get to know them a little better. That's what you need to do first. If they're your neighbors, start you know, if they start to annoy you on a regular basis, simply introducing yourself and letting your neighbors know what bothers you might make a lot of changes. Firstly, because people tend to be more ashamed and respectful in regards to those who they know personally. Secondly, there, there's a good chance that, you know, not, not a good chance, there is a chance that your neighbors have no idea that they annoy you and, and telling them will solve the problem once and for all. That, that is the best ideal situation if you're dealing with a nasty neighbor. You know, uh, the other thing, you don't want to accuse them and tell them how it makes you feel. Because one of the most common mistakes is to accuse neighbors right from the start, but also using that feel statement. Nobody makes you feel. You choose to feel. So you have to take accountability for your own feelings. So a smarter way would be telling them you're bothered, you're annoyed, uh, but, but you know, keeping the conversation friendly and polite and letting them know how it interrupts your day and what it, how it affects you. You know, try to find the root cause of your neighbor's bad behavior and offer to help them, you know, if they've happened to deal with a problem that makes them behave in a particular way. Maybe it's a problem to them and they would welcome you to help them. You know, the, the also is uh, another way is to mirror the bad uh, behavior of your neighbor. You know, a widely used psychological trick is mirroring your neighbor's behavior might help them realize that, th- that their fault and never do things that annoy you again. At the same time, this approach will help you uh, get even worse neighbors sometimes if they seek revenge and then you seek revenge and then you've got the Hatfields and the McCoys. And so, you know, sometimes that can uh, bounce back on you. So, for instance, if you think your neighbors TP'd your house and you go and TP their house, maybe you were TP'd by somebody you didn't even know. And both of you are going to be mad at each other. (laughs) You know, the biggest thing um, is to consider using mediators. If you see yourself having to go down a legal avenue hiring a professional mediator and that could be a therapist by the way because therapists sometimes uh, are are certified make sure they're certified by the way in mediation and so um you know you want to get along with people and yet you want to be able to understand uh, their concerns and your concerns and 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 having an outside opinion 
is a way to get that mediator to help you both listen to each other because usually what they'll do is reinterpret what you're really saying because usually you're going to say things that are fairly emotional and they're going to reinterpret it into a factual basis and so people can start to understand how to deal with it. Um, you know, uh, if you're sending uh, checks to your landlord or paying rent, you know, your comfort should be their concern as well. So if you're a renter, uh, you should involve, especially involve uh, your renter, your uh, the rent, the person you're paying rent to in the whole process, if you can, because that is going to help them solve a problem that if you even leave, at least they're down the road going to be able to maybe do something about that neighbor. You know, give a real concrete warning. That's another good way to deal with them. Informing annoying neighbors on your willingness to contact their landlord or the local, you know, cops. And sometimes uh, that can make wonders. As long as you sound confident and concrete, a simple warning might be enough to make your neighbors start doing the things that annoy you. You know, uh, there are... The, the, another category is just basically annoying neighbors, and these are usually party animals, dancing and drinking, 24 by 7, gossipers who spread rumors about you and your family, rock bands singing in the same chords in the garage in a self-made studio that they think is uh, protecting everybody from hearing them. You know, So what you want to do in that category is you want to seek support from other neighbors. It's always easier to achieve desired goals through joint efforts. So if, if it's if it's something that you're you're not only the one that's unhappy, you're not the only one, but uh, your neighbors are unhappy, you should check if people uh, are uh, beside you or in front of you that you know are in the vicinity of this noise if they are available to talk to. The other thing is if you live in a homeowners association, that's their responsibility to take on those neighbors and challenge them as to what their behaviors are and how they're affecting people. You know, um, getting those neighbor support especially is important because maybe your personality doesn't match well with that person, but maybe somebody else in your neighborhood has a different relationship with those neighbors and has a way to talk to them in a different way. You know, uh, calling the landlord is always a good idea. Most of the people don't like to complain or report on others, but sometimes it's the only way out. And if your neighbors are long-term tenants, chances are good they won't want to be evicted. And if this holds true, it's likely that your problem will be solved even uh, before you even know it. You know, and there's also these types of neighbors that leave their kids at home and go on vacation. And these teenagers or early 20s kids all of a sudden act like they're nuts and turn the house into a party animal central and just keep it going and going and going. And so, you know, the other thing is to talk to those adults or find a way to contact them if they're going to take a long vacation. Hopefully, you build up a good relationship if you if you uh, have a way of contacting them by email or by phone. That may be a great way to solve the problem. But once again, homeowners associations, not everybody has that ability to call a homeowners association, but those are an excellent way to uh, get things done because sometimes those very houses that are causing problems are running off neighbors left and right. And the other thing is they probably uh, contribute in some way to damaging the neighborhood in another way. Maybe if they have hoodlum children uh, busting lights out or doing whatever, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes with this kind of source, when people are annoying and bad neighbors, it's, it's a really good indication that there's problems in that family. And it's another good indication that what's coming out of that family is not going to be good for the neighborhood. All right. 
um, we're going to take, you know, we're going to take a break in just one moment. But in some cases, you know, these neighbors might be a real nightmare. And there's other things that we're going to talk about that go even farther into what some people have done to deal with their neighbors. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And uh, we're going to talk about the things that bad neighbors do. Let's take a quick break and come back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to transform your life. Start by tuning in to The Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. Glenise combines business, relationships, wealth, life, and a whole lot of magic to create abundance and prosperity in every part of your life. It's all done through straight and often frank discussions in the best way that Glenise knows how. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Master your life with The Glenise Show. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about neighbors from hell. You know, the things that bad neighbors often do, and and sometimes people have learned to turn the world off and they don't really pay much attention, which is really nice if you're that kind of a person. But most of the complaints that people get, and I could tell you because I was uh, president of a HOA association for about 15 years, um, is unwanted noise. And, 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 and those, that unwanted noise comes from usually loud music 
and conversation, people that have to be bolsterous and loud and their voices enormously, and then they drink, and then all of a sudden their their volume gets even higher, especially in the middle of the night. Uh, machinery, uh, traffic, screaming children, barking dogs. You know, it, it, what this does, it creates a lot of irritability, a lot of aggression, a lot of stress, and a lot of anxiety. And it's been shown to interfere with people's likelihood of assisting other people. So their sense of being uh, good Christian people or good, you know, nice people goes away because they get no sleep, because they're stressed out because of their neighbors. And, you know, you want to call your home your castle. And I know, you know, most of our castles uh, look like crap because if you go on the inside, it's like, ah, but especially have kids. But the deal is, is that, you know, you, you have to understand this takes years off your life and it's a serious problem. And if you don't confront bad neighbors, uh, then what happens is we end up living with that stress and anxiety, and that stress takes years off your life. It affects your organs. It affects your immune system. It affects your quality of life. It affects your moods. It affects how you relate to your family. It affects how you relate to your friends. It affects, do you want to go out tonight? No, I didn't get any sleep last night. I mean, it affects so many things, and if you don't think about how much it encompasses uh, and you just want to avoid conflict, you're going to take the sacrifice in your own personal life. And so, you know, as high-density living becomes more of a commonplace, which it is, it's important that houses are designed with noisy neighbors in mind. There have been many occasions that we've all wished for thicker walls and double-glazed windows, you know. Researchers believe that the effect of noise, just noise, on people's well-being may be related to their lack of perceived control. Their sense of control is an important predictor of mental health. You know, overcrowding can be big problem for people living in high-rise apartments. Although high-density living can support some really cool interactions between neighbors, it can also result in a perceived loss of control. And what do you think traumatizes people the most? Loss of control, unexpected loss of control will traumatize people. And this is another way that this happens. You know, um, th there's different values held by people, especially now that we're living in a global economy where people come from all over the world and live around us in, in almost all of our countries that we have around the world. And so this also creates a, a, a value system that shifts because of the values of the new neighbors, and it can create a lot of tension within the neighborhood. You know, there's a study uh, from Brodsky in 96 that women living in impoverished areas felt their children benefited by distancing themselves from neighbors due to conflicting values and potential safety concerns. So, you know, if you think about it, in that area in which you live takes on greater significance once you become responsible for young lives. And so we have to also factor in how is this affecting their ability to get an education, to grow up? How is it affecting them developmentally if they have to live around all this chaos. You know, some people can't do without chaos. They are chaos. And so they just want that drama all the time. And they want everybody to know that I'm here, I'm here. And they do it sometimes subconsciously, but many times uh, they do it consciously because it know, they know it irritates and it brings attention to them. And it gives them a sense of power. So, uh, so what should we do when we encounter these problems? There's no easy answer. And we talked about some of the solutions earlier, you know, but once again, it depends on the temperament and the issue 
of those involved. And some conflicts can be resolved with simple knock on the door, note in the letterbox, while others may be so extreme as to you have to get an attorney or relocation. And generally speaking, it's preferable to approach your neighbor before involving the authorities, assuming you feel safe to do so. You know, I, I, I... I personally have never left the property because of problematic neighbors, but I've had problematic neighbors all night partiers with no double pane windows and right outside the bedroom living in a condo right across the street, just blah, 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 all night long, crazy stuff. Um, You know, we've had people that uh, have their evening parties or Halloween parties or whatever, and they just keep going and going and going, and then you've got to work the next day. That can be very hard, very hard. You know, as for uh, uh, the neighbor who turns their head rather than engage in conversation, you know, occasionally that neighbor will be us. And uh, so what happens is, is that uh, when we do that and and, uh, when we create problems, um, it creates a problem in our neighborhood. And we need to be open to the fact that, okay, we could be the problem in the neighborhood. We've got to be able to tone it down and do something good. You know, um, for the most part, however, you know, it's great to talk to neighbors, exchanging stories about families and the neighborhood in which we live. And this exchange is made easier by the fact that you have good neighbors. Uh, Perhaps for those of us who can't always choose our neighbor, our relationship with our neighbors is best summed up. You know, Carl Sandburg said this, love your neighbor as yourself, but don't take down the fence. You know, the effects of bad neighbors is enormous. It's bad. It's really bad. It erodes the quality of your life to an extent that makes you willing to go through the hassle of selling your house, finding a new place to live, uprooting your family, and that's where we are in our with our in, in your life with horrible neighbors. And, and so, you know, if you do things like leaving your house becomes an uncomfortable exercise in avoidance. That is a problem that you know you're living in a bad neighborhood. The other thing is you may have to deal with ridiculous legal stuff. And so, you know, doing that means you're going to have to cut into your budget and you're going to have to pay to have somebody help mediate for you, write letters. And believe me, legal can be horrible situation, horrible situation. And it's also bad for your stress and your health when all these problems Uh, get started, especially if you're pregnant, it can cause an enormous amount of stress for the pregnancy. And so, uh, and also petty fighting, if you have a chronic uh, medical issue, that can be a horrible thing to have to deal with on your chronic uh, medical issue. And some people do not have the resources to move to another location and they're trapped. And that sense of being trapped also causes an enormous amount of stress. Your finances may suffer because you're dealing with this person. You're considering selling your house much sooner than you ever intended to. Maybe the market conditions aren't good, aren't good. But uh, you have to make the sacrifice. And if you don't confront that neighbor in some way, you know it's very important to explain to them your situation and the stress that it's causing on you. You know, and it may, once again, it may have followed a mediator, it may have followed legal, it may involved also other tactics that we're going to talk about later. You know, the home is a haven for your safety from the, from the world. And where we laugh and we cry and, and we can be ourselves, our homes are, are museums to ourselves. And if our haven is intruded upon how we feel personally violated, 
then uh, the consequences of the noise can, can have enormous impact on our lives. And it's likely to have adverse consequences. Perceptions of lack of control over the noise may exacerbate the situation. You know, studies on household noise describe a number of psychological symptoms that may potentially transform into psychiatric problems that require treatment with medication, such as tranquilizers. You know, anticipatory, anticipating anxiety at your home it is a sure indication that our psychological space is being invaded. You know, and uh, the fear that on returning home will be subjected to onslaught of loud music or a neighbor's arguing may be so severe that it's, that, that we have to contemplate. Also, the, the, the case of insomnia, as I spoke of earlier, due, uh, either due to the direct effects of noise or anticipating it, is well-recognized consequence disruption in the stages of sleep can follow. You know, not surprisingly, fatigue and poor concentration are common complaints in these circumstances. And, and the annoyance that unreasonable neighbors generate can lead us to bitterness, and it impacts us on the whole family. So, you know, the, the, the studies of noise that across socioeconomic boundaries, such as generated by aircraft, have, have confirmed that noise does influence psychological well-being while impacting our symptoms such as anxiety and insomnia and, and depression. Uh, and it can cause major uh, depression, which is a huge psychiatric disorder that you do not want to have in your life if you can uh, avoid it. So knowledge such as this could, should be in your mind and, and in the, the, the housing developments that are being considered to, to be developed. They need to also consider the quality life of the neighbors. And if you live in these houses that are right next to each door, you're going to find yourself in a bad situation because – uh, oftentimes you're not going to be able to control what moves in next door to you and there's just not enough uh, privacy. The also, there's ongoing uh, chronic stress and, and that's a different kind of stress and it can cause and exacerbate a whole lot of serious health problems uh, such as, once again, depression, anxiety. It can exacerbate personality disorders, but it also can uh, drive on uh, cardiovascular disease, heart disease, high blood pressure, Abnormal heart rhythms, heart attacks, and stroke. Also, obesity and eating disorders are common with this kind of thing. There's, then there's also menstrual problems. There's sexual dysfunction. Uh, there's skin and hair problems. Uh, there's gastrointestinal problems. You know, uh, the, the, how do you solve this? And that's what we're going to talk about, what you can do to help yourself. You know, uh, the stress hormone cortisol helps regulate the balance of salt and water in our body. And it's essential because too much or too little salt can affect the normal functioning of our heart. And the electrical currents can stimulate our heartbeat. And the functioning of our heart is highly dependent on salt sodium levels. And so if you've uh, noticed that your sweat is salty, we lose salt when we sweat. And this is why uh, things like Gatorade and all that stuff is good for us. But those sodium levels, when they're too, too low, the cortisol stimulates a craving for salt and that means we get into McDonald's and pizza and all that stuff because it helps us with our stress. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to continue talking about the effects, but we're all going to talk about solutions also. So come back. <laughs> It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. When you learn to see things from a spiritual perspective, it changes the way you see virtually everything in your life. Listen for Dr. Paula Joyce and her program, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Our program will help you get rid of the negative aspects of your life and invite love, joy, and prosperity into your life. Turn that negative feeling into a positive one. Tune in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. Okay, we're talking about Neighbors from Hell. And uh, Neighbors from Hell, uh, once again, I'm going through all the symptoms and stuff that they can cause us. But, you know, it's huge. It's Stress is huge. Uh, if our cholesterol goes up, it, it's, stress can indirectly lead to high cholesterol levels. Repeated exposure to stress often leads to unhealthy lifestyles. You know, eating, a, eating saturated fats because our cortisol level wants, it wants that. Uh, weight gain, increased tobacco, increased alcohol intake, decreased physical activity. These habits all raise the levels of low um, uh, lipoprotein and bad cholesterol, and it decreases our level of high-density lipoprotein or good cholesterol, you know, but lifestyle alone does not explain the whole picture. The stress hormone cortisol has been uh, made or synthesized, so first ingredient of cortisol is cholesterol, and when it's exposed to chronic stress, cholesterol levels increase to make more cortisol, you know, uh, and but not not all of it comes from cortisol. People at risk of developing high cholesterol uh, with a family history and have an unhealthy lifestyle, they're they're chronically stressed. They have a great risk of health problems. Also, insulin resistance. If you're around these crappy neighbors uh, from hell, 
Insulin is a hormone that carries a message that lowers blood sugar levels and helps us to store energy for future use. But the receivers of messages in our body are called receptors. And in type 2 diabetes, the message carried by insulin is not understood by the receptors and the blood sugar level remains high. So normally when cortisol levels raise, uh, insulin secretion stops. And so we we need all the energy we can get but if you have these chronically stressed out situation where you're you're living with crappy neighbors our insulin levels can remain low and our blood sugar levels can remain high and our uh, cells can become totally resistant to insulin and so it can kill you uh, from a diabetic perspective and from a heart disease perspective and so there's also obesity that takes place and and th- these kind of stressed out neighbors can really, really, really uh, not help. You know, um, how do you deal with these kind of people? You know, it, it's, uh, it's, it's nice to be nice. And it's in your own self-interest. And there's a growing body of research that basically suggests that doing kind acts for others gives you a helper's uh, uh, high. And it makes you feel happier and more satisfied with your own life. And plus the time spent baking cookies for a new neighbor, you're putting positivity into the world. And I'm not trying to be a kumbaya here, but, you know, sometimes if, if you're being uh, good to people, they'll be good back to you. And, and so a little calculated generosity can help you deter all sorts of ugliness from those living around you. You know, when new neighbors move in, strike first. Bring them a plate of cookies. And don't forget to look out for for those who have been living around you for a while. Text them when they've forgotten to, to move their car or street cleaning day. You know, let them know, hey, you might get, you know, you might get towed. And, and when their, uh, you know, package gets thrown in the bushes or whatever, bring it to their door. Replace their light bulb because uh, when it goes out and let them know I replaced your light bulb, that means you're looking out for them. And that's a different perspective. And people take that message a lot differently than they do uh, when when uh, you're building that foundation and building that relationship in a positive way. You have a much bigger voice when negative things take place. And, uh, you know, the other thing is, is, uh, you know, asking questions and, and uh, you know, just asking questions where you come from. Is, is it normal for all this, you know, activity to go on? Okay, because I'm not used to it, but, you know, getting an, a sense of what their value systems and where they came from, uh, what kind of background they have, if they're chronic barbecuers with people that are always having the family over on Sunday or whatever, you know, uh, that's not a good thing if it's going to bother you. So you have to let them know that, hey, you know, this isn't cool. Um, it's affecting my life and I didn't make the decision to have this party yet. I'm here living in this neighborhood with you and you've decided to include us all in the problem and uh, not invite a solution. You know, um, sitting by your uh, lawn chair, by your mailbox with your uh, twin uh, Rottweilers or pit bulls with a shotgun is a very good way to keep passing dog walkers from letting their pooch poop on your lawn. And by the way, that's another big, big thing that letting your dog, letting dogs poop in your yard. You know, the biggest thing is you, you, you need to be careful about how you confront people, but you know, it's really crappy. And especially if you have to get a camera, you know, I, I know I had uh, walking dog, people walking their dog and their poop in the front yard. I put a sign out that, Hey, you're on candid camera. You and your dog are on candid camera. 
And so, uh, or, you know, we, you're under surveillance. Just to let them know that, hey, you know, I'm going to know who you are if, if you pooped in the yard and I'm going to roll the tape. And I, I, I did have a system, so that was even more helpful. You know, um, it, in, in many conflicts, like when the guy next door leaves their trash cans in front of your property, it's a symbolic injury. It's a disrespect. And so a lot of people have been disrespected in many ways, and they attribute the disrespect to that scenario. So this can be aggravating, and you've got to try to get beyond the sense of aggravation that this calls. You know, empathy can go a long way, trying to understand, but also setting a firm boundary. And that means, hey, I'm not trying to be a bad person, but we need to lay this out and we need to find a solution together or find a way to get a solution because it's not working for us. You know, we all have to live together and I'm just asking for some accountability on your part and I'll take accountability on my part. A lot of neighbors are going to throw at, well, you put trash cans in front of my yard, so you deserve blah, blah, blah. And so they, they'll do a tit for tat with you. And that's not a constructive conversation. So when they do something like that, say, let's not move off the topic. I'll handle the trash can problem. I, I, I respect you. I will be happy to handle that. But you haven't told me that. And I'm telling you now, hey, this is a bigger problem because I'm actually telling you. It's affecting my life. It's affecting our health. It's affecting my family. It's affecting my job. And, and it can be stopped. And so, you know, you just need to be reasonable and express the impact of their actions on your life. You know, it's a tragedy to have to deal with with people that are a-holes. But uh, when you're the problem, you know, these selfish, self-absorbed people, uh, listening doesn't come natural to them. And uh, so, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, complaining neighbor's point of view uh, may be something that you understand because you've come from there before and now you, you get it. So if you can use empathy to try to help them understand, that's a great thing. But, um, you know, the other thing is being able to take accountability for what you've done. Say I'm sorry. Say I'm sorry. and Or I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, I'm sorry you don't like what I've done. You know, I understand. You know, just make it make it known out there that it's okay, you know, and I, I need your forgiveness. And, and I'd like to have a conversation with you. I'd like to get through this. You know, um, being around strangers and talking to new people can be very uncomfortable for a lot of people. It can be cold. It can be alienating unless we take regular steps to remedy that that state of being a nice person. And so it's very important to try to break out into something where we can do really, really well. And uh, so, you know, what we do is we try and, and be in a way uh, that we can cooperate with them. Now, if they're a total turd, the ways to annoy them is and make them miserable are right here. You can mow your lawn very early in the morning. You can be sure also to use the leaf blower as often as possible. You leave no stone unturned, no leaf visible to the naked eye. And you could also hedge trim and do a chainsaw to do some yard work. The louder, the better. Here's another way you can arm yourself. If you have to go in this way, uh, that's what you're going to have to do. Uh, You have a few pizzas delivered to their address, and when your neighbor refuses to pay because they didn't order them, tell the delivery driver that you'll buy them at a reduced price instead of giving them, uh, going to them and and making a waste. You know, never hurts to ask. 
You also might want to allow your pets to do their business in your neighbor's yard and don't use a pooper scooper. You could train your dog to poop directly where your neighbor would step out of their car. Yes, that's happened to many people because dogs especially will go back to the same place to go to the bathroom. You know, you could also, and I'm trying to be funny in some ways, but ring your neighbor's doorbell and then hide. And once they go indoors, 10 minutes, then do it again. Then wait 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then you run like heck because chances are they're probably going to be bringing out a shotgun at any moment. You know, TP their tree. You know, um, if, you know, it's a bonus if it rains. Guess what? <laughs> their yard is trashed. You know, uh, put put rubber snakes in their garden beds and have the video camera ready for when they leap. Uh, you could do what we used to do, and that's uh, light uh, put put a brown bag on a porch, light it on fire, and full of poop, and uh, watch them stomp on it. You know, uh, when a, a solicitor knocks on your door to sell you something, rave about how much your neighbor likes the product or organization and show them where your neighbor lives and tell them your neighbor is shy and might need some coaxing to admit it. You know, that's another way you could get these people. You know, late at night, turn up the volume on your stereo, add some karaoke in the mix. You know, make sure it's not easy listening music, heavy metal, techno, high bass, great choice. You could also... Paint your house a bright yellow. You know, when confronted, go into a rant about how much you love sunshine and want to be surrounded by the rays. And as a bonus, you can make your yard blue and yellow-blue combination will surely drive them nuts. Also, keep your dog outdoors and allow it to bark 24 by 7. And once again, what I'm trying to say is you've got to fight back with these people if they just won't fight fair. You know, you could also park your car in their parking spot. You could set up a, a basketball hoop in your driveway and play basketball at hour hours, a day and night. Dribble the ball as often as you want. You could also put a telescope by your window and have it peek through the curtains. Be sure your neighbor's aware of it so they're officially, you know, you're a peeping Tom, guess what? You know, weed your yard in, in a swimsuit or your birthday suit. And most most people can't pull this off, but there's, a, there's people that out there that have done that. You know, they'll wear uh, heels and jeans and 90 temperature, you know. <laughs> you could also roast a pig in your backyard, you know, dig a big pit and be sure the wind's blowing in the direction of your neighbor's windows. Or, or place a, a trail of sugar to their front porch so the ants will appreciate it and your neighbors won't. You know, that's another way to get back. All right. That's our show. I'm just trying to be funny. But, yes, some of those things can take place and help you. And so, you know, I want to thank everybody for listening. I'd love to hear from you. And I get so much tremendous and, and growing audience of people that continue to write me. Uh, DRGBMFT at ATS, excuse me, at SBCGlobal.net. Now, remember, if your neighbor upstairs has a squeaky bed frame, leave them a note that you're grateful that they only last 60 seconds and hope they get pregnant. Also, if you're ugly, the next time your neighbors play loud music, dance naked where they can see you. Also, remember, if your neighbor's leaving dog poop in your yard, take them a free dog bag and dump all the poop on their front porch. That's our show. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 